When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Talk Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Welcome to the Talk Republic. My name is Carolina Guzik, and today we're going to have a conversation with Robert Hill. It is going to be a conversation about how to stand out in the market, any city you live, anywhere in the world. Uh, I'm sure that you're going to share with us amazing knowledge. I have been listening to your chats on your own Facebook group that I'm going to link to this conversation. So much knowledge, uh, a lot of like honest conversations that I'm really, really enjoying. And I wanted to move one of those conversations here to the podcast because I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I want my audience to like get to know you and get to hear this conversation. So Robert, welcome to the Tech Republic. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I just uh, I just got back late last night from a little quick vacation down in uh, Los Angeles with my wife. So I am refreshed, totally stoked to be back at work. <laughs> I feel like some people, I was, I was saying this yesterday to my wife, like I feel like some people when they come back from vacation, they are like, oh, no, I have to go back to work. And for every single time I have to come back, I'm always super sick. So um, it happens to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am doing I'm, I'm on cloud nine today. Nice. Awesome. How was L.A.? It was good. It was honestly I've been to L.A. a lot of times uh, for work. I've been I've been to L.A. a lot of times for work. I've never been down just for fun like just to get away. And so this was our first time like taking a vacation down there. So I didn't take a camera. It was, it was like three days we were down there and it was, it was perfect. Perfect weather. It was, it was so good. Oh, nice. I just came back from New York. We took the weekend off also. I have never yeah. seen New York during the holidays. Oh, I felt so like good. elf. I yeah. was like yeah. crying in every <laughs> single corner. I was overwhelmed. I'm like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> it was yeah. really fun. Oh, New York in the holidays. There's nothing, nothing like it. That's so good. So nice. So, well, this is like, it had nothing to do with our conversation, but a tip to all the listeners. Sometimes it's really good just to disconnect. If you can go yeah. away, just a little staycation. Yeah. Go to a neighborhood that you have never visited, a restaurant that you have never been at. It's good for the spirit, good for creativity. Sometimes we just need to reconnect. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Robert, tell us a little bit about what kind of photography do you do and how, how you got it started. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, um, geez, uh, getting started, um, well, 
I guess I'll tell you what I do now. I, uh, I do wedding photography. Um, however, I'm a little bit on the back burner of wedding photography right now. I've decided for the next year, I'm just going to really focus on um, education. Uh, I coach and mentor photographers one-on-one um, and just really pouring into a community, pouring out just everything that I've learned over the years. Um, I feel like, the, I feel like business, um, there's a lot of information in the world. Um, and I am, I'm trying to, of course, share information, but really help people make a transformation in their business, really take action with the things that they're learning. Um, I found for myself, I came to this point where I took action up to a certain point, And then I started to like, really get nervous about just what people thought of me and how I was being perceived mm. by people and that sort of thing. And so that took me down a pretty dark path. Uh, and coming out of that situation, I'm now feeling very, very motivated to help people make sure that they don't fall into that. And so um, I'm doing the coaching thing full time now. Um, however, still shooting a bit. I've got a couple weddings uh, for 2020. And um, yeah, getting started, I started from a really young age, honestly, like I, I picked up a camera, I kind of stumbled upon cameras when I was 12. Um, got really into it. And I, I started with video. So I did that for a few years. And then when I was 15, my dad, who's a photographer as well, um, he was a wedding photographer for a while. He, uh, he put a DSLR in my hands. And that's everything changed at that point. Um, and so he put a, a camera in my hands at 15. When I was 16, I started my first business. Um, I was doing kind of everything for everyone at that time. And so not just photography, but also video, graphic design, animation, uh, video production, um, just everything under the web development. You're a whole agency. Yeah. Yeah. I was basically a 16 year old agency doing kind of lackluster work, but for a lot of people, um, kind of got very burnt out after about four years doing that. Uh, took a full-time job for a few years, came back into the industry after I got married, um, focused just on wedding photography, just on destination wedding photography. Uh, I was living, I'm, I'm originally from the West Coast, from Seattle, but I grew up in Florida. And so being that I grew up in Florida, but I'm from Seattle, I was like... I didn't know that about you, that you yeah. grew up here. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in the panhandle of Florida. And so um, very, I, I don't know, I, it was always... Um, I appreciate it. And I, I think that there's a, a very beautiful charm. North Florida is very different than South Florida. Mm, definitely. <laughs> um, so there's a charm to Florida. However, I've never felt like it was really my place. Um, and so when I, when I first jumped back into business after I got married, my whole focus was like, I have to get out of here. I have to go. Oh, I really wanted to travel. So that's kind of the route I took at first. Um, and took pretty extreme route to doing that. I would just after about a year of really kind of hustling and, and shooting as much as I could, my wife and I just decided let's just sell everything and go live on the road for a year. And so we, we went on a 10 month kind of journey across the world. And, um, uh, it was, it was crazy. It was chaotic. Um, but we made it. And then by the time I got back, we were like, all right, we don't have to be in Florida anymore. And that's when we relocated to Portland, Oregon, um, where I am now, that started to kind of shift and started to split the business about 50, 50 destination, 50% um, local. And then, um, yeah, I've been doing that ever since. A lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah. A lot of traveling, a lot of traveling. So, I mean, perceptions are, you know, weird because I would have never think that you were from like lived in Florida. And then when I see you, I'm like, you're definitely from Oregon. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
don't fit the Florida vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, perceptions. Anyways. Yeah. So, wow, very interesting. Um, I, I know we're going to talk about how to stand out uh, in the industry, but I want to just go back just for a second. We don't have to go into details, but I thought that it was very important that you mentioned that you felt burned down, that you went into like this maybe dark moment in your life, that you yeah. were not connected with what you were doing. And I feel like a lot of photographers, a lot of entrepreneurs, we go through that. And I think that we don't talk about that often. So maybe for another podcast, but like, I just want to like point out that I, I'm glad that you came out, out of it. And now that you're using, you know, your experience to help other photographers and that if you are feeling, you know, burned out or like if you're feeling unmotivated, something like that, reach out to someone in the community. You're not the only one going through this. It yeah. happens to everybody. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I didn't hear the first part of what you just said. So did you just ask the oh, question? It kind of froze no, for just a second on my end. I was just saying that, you know, that I'm glad that you're using those tools that you learned, that experience that you had to now help others. Because I feel like as photographers, we don't yeah. reach out to people. We sometimes think that we are the only ones experiencing this. Did you freeze out again? I think you freezed out again. Mm. Oh. Are you oh. back? Are you back? Right, I see you now. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're All good. Right, we're uh, having yeah, an amazing time over here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I heard everything you said just about like living out kind of the thing that you've gone through. You're helping people with now, right? Yes. So we're yeah, I, yeah. So. Yeah. I think I think that it's I think it's it's an interesting thing too because I feel like um, everybody has something, um, and I think that that I mean even talking about standing out, like it has a big part to do with it in terms of what it is that you've gone through and what it is that you've overcome in life is a huge part of how it is that you can show up and support other people. Um, and I think that that's a huge factor uh, when it comes to standing out to show kind of what you're really qualified to support people in rather than just doing the thing that everyone's doing. What is the thing that makes you unique? That's just kind of one aspect. Your story is just one aspect of that. And so, um, yeah. Hmm. Good. All right. So we are going to just jump right into this because it's a topic that fascinates me. I think it's a topic that lately we have got a lot of people talking about it. It has become like the new thing, but I feel like we're really not diving deep into what it means to stand out. And everybody's just like, oh, be yourself. But what does really mean to stand out? What really means to like be yourself? Like, Please guide us to this like dense topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the first thing I would say, and, and this is something I, I often tell people um, whenever I first jump in with one-on-one with them, um, is I, I believe that business exists in three different um, levels or even layers. You could even say that. Um, and, and and I say this because this is really what I went through. That first business that I started when I was 16 that ended up turning into burnout. I then came back around and did it again and found burnout again. Uh, and that's when I shifted into this third level, um, or at least started to shift into this third level. And, uh, there's three levels of business. Uh, the way I kind of typically communicate them is level one is what I call the generalist and the generalist, the generalist is, um, and I'll speak in terms of photographers. This applies to, to any, um, any business, but um, and any individual, but in terms of photographers, the generalist is kind of the photographer that takes everything. They they shoot everything for everyone. Uh, they take a really broad approach to business, um, uh, focused around what they do. And so 
the generalist in turn, because they take this approach, because it's very broad, it's very big, it's very wide, they can't build a lot of brand value. And in turn, they end up working more and making less. Um, they end up, and I, I think when I was a 16 year old, it was like, let me do senior portraits and families and babies and seniors and headshots and weddings and all these things. But I was doing $200 a senior portrait. I was doing $500 a wedding. Like it was, it was very low amount of money. Um, however, I was doing a lot of it. So work more, make less. Then I, I jumped out of the industry, came back into the industry. And that's when I leveled up to what I call the specialist specialist being the photographer that has a focused business still based around what they do. Um, and so this is the photographer that goes, all right, I just want to shoot weddings. Um, in that in shooting weddings, I wanted to find my style. I wanted to find my niche. I want to kind of create, start to create a brand and do that sort of thing. I'm going to go after a certain target market and totally traditional route of success, right? Specializing is, is huge in the business world. Everyone talks about it. Um, took that approach. However, the, the key about the specialist is that they're really marked by working more and making more. And so this is that, this is that, um, that category, that level, that layer in which you're just like having to just hustle all the time. You're having to go, 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 because you're still focused around what you do. And in turn, you're thrown into this industry. This is, these are the people that um, would say we exist in a saturated industry um, okay. because, because they're going, all right, there's all these other people who have incredible photography. And even if you start going through people's websites, most people say the exact same thing. Um, so specialist works more, makes more. Um, takes a long time to build a lot of brand value with consistency to prove yourself, to tr get people to trust you in order to, to stand out and really be a business, right? And then there's the level three. And level three is what I call the authenticist. And totally made up the word. Um, generalist, specialist, authenticist. Uh, but the authenticist is the person who has a focused business built around who they are. So rather than a business built around what you do, you build it around who you are. Um, for me, and, and, and I think that this applies, I would say that this applies to everyone to a degree. And this is the thing that we're constantly kind of juggling and wrestling with um, is do you build a business based around ego or do you build a business based around service? And I think that those are two very different approaches. And for a long time, when I jumped back in the industry and I kind of did the specialist route, um, it was, it was totally like I was serving my clients. I loved my clients. And, and I, I believe that that's kind of what helped me gain the traction and the momentum that I made. However, when I flipped my, my, um, my mindset or my view, industry inward when I started to look at what I wanted to do in the industry in terms of like I wanted to be that speaker and I wanted to do that workshop and I wanted to be that person um, I was really comparing myself against everyone else in the industry and in turn that's where like the ego came into play and that's where I was like let me try and make make sure that I'm better than everyone uh, I was a perfectionist I was super people pleasing and I was just constantly trying to do 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 um, as much as I could to try and make it um, rather than really leaning into just my being and who I am and showing up true to myself. And so uh, the authenticist, when you take that approach, you end up working less and making more. And when I talk about working less and making more, because even my group is called Work Less, Make More, it, it's, it's an interesting phrase. Uh, it's definitely a polarizing phrase. I find like a lot of people, some people get triggered and they're just like, that's, that's not even possible and they just run away. And then there's the, and then there's the people, and it's been a really cool way for me to, to really lean into the people that I can uniquely serve in the industry is the people who read that and they go, there's something there. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that there's something there and I want to understand it more. Those people come in and that's where 
um, really learning about who you are is is the key to that. And for for what I've learned in my own experience, my own story, you can only take care of other people to the degree you take care of yourself. You can only serve mm. people to the degree you serve yourself. And some people, even when they hear the whole like build a business around who you are versus what what you do, I've had even some people who have come in the group and like I can I can tell like some people jump in and they're they're kind of like tiptoeing and they're kind of like skeptical and they're they're in there just to check things out and that's why I just want to like give away as much content as I can. Um, but I've had a few people who have even kind of at first felt like that build a business around who you are is almost like a narcissistic approach, um, and that's not at all like this isn't about a, a me. Thing. This isn't about like building it around me because I'm a badass and I'm I'm the best or anything like that. But it's really about um, building a business around you so that you can show up and serve people in the unique way that you can show up and serve people. This is so, so good. Yeah. So it's it's not a it's not about the egotistical narcissistic approach to business in which you're just like I want to be rich and I want to be famous and I want to do all the things. But it's very community minded. It's very much about nurturing people rather than trying to please people. We have Stephanie Sonja here and she says, yep, ego is the enemy, which is 100% true. And uh, unfortunately, I see that the photography industry, it's very ego driven. And yeah. I like, you know, little steps that we're taking to like move towards a more, as you said, you know, authentic, organic, more serving, having a purpose, having intention, Yep. less of like, I need to be the best. Uh, yep. I need to make the most money. Well, it's not going that way now. Alrighty. So I want to like, I want to touch a little bit of what you said, because you mentioned something that I'm not going to say that I'm triggered because I'm not triggered, but yep. I want to um, address something that I feel sometimes the industry is like frowned upon, which yep. is people that do several genres of photography. As you said, like you do everything, you do babies, you do seniors, you do weddings. I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mm -hmm. think that, okay, let's, how do I back about this? Like, let's just start with the authentic part of the business, right? Yeah. Like I try to live in purpose myself, like Carolina yeah. Gusick. I've been doing a lot of yoga for years. I practice meditation. I feel like I am somehow aligned with my purpose. Yeah. I like to have fun with the clients that I work with. I yep. want them to have a candid experience. I want them to have a positive experience. And I want them just to like be themselves and enjoy the moment. Not to worry so yep. much about like this needs to look perfect. We need to like pose. We need to do that. But instead of just like create an experience for my clients. Yeah. Totally. Now, when I take kind of like that concept, I feel that that concept can really be applied to any genre of photography. Right. Yeah. I yeah, could be totally. a super fun family photographer. I could be a fun wedding photographer. Am yeah. I in the wrong here? Am I no, missing something? No, not at all. Something? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. And I think that that's that's kind of the um, <clears throat> the, the the most simple way that I could explain this because it's not black and white. It's not like you only do one thing and that's it, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not like that. Um, as much as I think what a lot of people do when they jump in the industry is they they pick up a camera, they start shooting. Uh, they're shooting a lot of things at first, right? Because we all love photography and we all love capturing all of these different things, whether it's a chain link fence with some depth of field or whether it's a family or a wedding or whatever, right? Um, but then we then we have people that start going, oh, well, like you're really good at that. You should you should start charging. You should start doing that, you know? And then that's when we're like, oh, we can make money doing this. Let's Let's start doing this for money and let's start like building a business out of this, right? Um, 
And I think that that's how a lot of people transition in the industry is that they're doing something out of a hobby. They get good at it. They start making money at it. Um, and in that path, they start going towards, um, they're, they're still doing everything, right? We have that mentality in which, oh, well, we already shoot everything. So let's just start charging for everything. And I that, see. That's where like you start getting into gray area because that's what, that's the generalist mindset. That's they, what we've got. Like no intention. It's like anything right. for any money. It's not even right. my style, but I'm going to do it. I'm not really enjoying this, but I'm going to go get it. That's right. more of the generalist. Right, right. right and, awesome. and even in that, you, you start taking this approach in which you don't, you haven't, you haven't built a really strong foundation. You haven't figured out what is that purpose. You haven't figured out who it is that you can uniquely serve. Um, uh, and, and I think that there's, there's a lot of fear there too, right? There's a lot of fear in that whole niching down. I remember when I was going through that, oh my gosh, I don't want to specialize because then I'm going to miss out on all these people that I could make money off of that I could serve if I just choose one. Um, and I think that that path is a little bit different for, for everybody. You can totally be an authenticist and shoot and have multiple forms of photography. Absolutely. Um, however, most people, if they're in that place where they aren't making really good money. And, and I think that this is, this is different for everybody, right? Some people like are comfortable making 30, 40, 50 K. Some people are comfortable making a hundred, 200 K. Some people want to make more than that. So it's, it's kind of this shift of where it is that you want to be, where it is that you feel like you can be, how far are you going to push yourself to go? Uh, are you going to stay in that comfort zone or are you going to continuously grow? Um, because really growing that business is really about growing within yourself above everything. You have to understand yourself in order to understand other people. And if you don't understand other people, it's really difficult to run a business. Uh, so good. So pretty much it comes down to intention. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it comes down to. So how could we, or how do you do, how do you advise people? How do you guide people when they come to you? They're like, listen, I want to be my mentor. Uh, my intention is just to make money. That's just what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. How can we get a little bit more like actually, I don't know, like beyond, I mean, of course, the goal is to make money, right? We all need to pay bills. We all like that's the commodity. Money is sure. the commodity. But we need to have, I believe, something else, right? Other yeah. than just making money. I, I don't know. This is that. like a very philosophical. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I think, I think, again, it's, 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 um, Oh, it's such a big conversation and, and it can go in so many directions. Uh, yes, I would say that, um, well, first off, money is important, right? Um, what I find, though, is that a lot of people in the mindset of money, they end up, um, and this is kind of a, a one way that I explain it a lot of times, is um, you either care more about money or you care more about people. Mm, that's good. And and that is, that is something that I think... Um, uh, first off, there's no judgment for somebody who does care about money more than they care about people. However, what I found is that there's this catch 22 to life and business um, that if you don't have it now, if you don't see it now, you're eventually going to see it if you want to continue to progress and grow as, a, as an entrepreneur is that if you focus on making money, if you focus on, I just want to make money so that I can survive because it's a very survival mode. It's very fearful based. It's very much like the entire way that you show up and serve people is different when you're in that mindset than when you're in the other mindset. Um, you'll forever limit the amount of money you can make. Mm. However, when you take the approach of really truly serving people and you can't do that, you can't fake this. Like this is a completely genuine, I care about people and I want to serve people. When you take that approach, it's infinite. Like you can go as far as you possibly want. 
Um, and there's a lot of growth there because again, in order to serve people, you can only serve people to the degree you serve yourself. And so for me, it's, it's, um, and this is the way that I really tap into like the saturation of the market is that the saturated photographers or, or people that believe that, um, they're in this competitive mindset and competitive people, um, they end up, they're really in this like race to be who can, who can be the best, who can be at the top. Whereas the people that are really focused on serving people, caring about people, loving people, um, those people are really competition proof and they're, they're no longer in the saturation of people because they hold on to who they are and they really stand out in that area. Um, and I think that that's, that's kind of that correlating factor of, of, uh, it's not a race to get to the top. It's not a race or a competition to see who can be the best as much as it's a game of self-awareness. And when you take the game of self-awareness, there's no one else that can possibly be in your lane because you are the only self-aware individual that's in the game. So if you're focused on other people, it's just evidence of how, how less you're focused on yourself, not in a narcissistic way, but in a way of working through the things that you have blocking you in life, the fears, the lack of confidence, the, the fear of failure, the um, insecurity, all of those things that keep us from actually serving people on a deeper level. So good. Uh, we have, and I think a, a good point here. And I think that somehow something got lost in transition because I don't think this is exactly what you're saying, but I'm going to pop this, uh, comment here on, yeah. on the thing. And yeah. Christian says, I respectfully disagree. It's possible to want to make more money so that you can serve your client better. Example, giving them more time, delivering images faster, etc. So I totally. think that's a hundred percent right. Totally, yeah, one hundred percent right. Like she's completely on the same page. Like I'm not saying don't don't chase money, right? I, or I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to make more money because, of course, like money isn't and money is a tool, right? If you make more money, you can serve people in a greater degree. If if only because you feel a little bit more safety, freedom, security within what you're doing. And that's going to shift the way that you show up for people when you're in that desperation for money is what I'm talking about. The, the, oh my gosh, I have to make money in order to survive. And I'm, I'm constantly fearful and I'm constantly scared getting on the phone with people. You're not going to have that mindset of, I want to deliver images fast. I want to really serve my people because you're going to be focused constantly on making the next dollar. And that's the thing that really shifts, whether you're falling into the saturation of the market or really standing out and doing something different. I think a good example for this is, let's say, ex-photographer working really hard, charging really, really very little. And by little, little, I'm just going to put a number out there so like we can like do like an actual example. Let's say somebody that is charging a hundred dollars a session and this includes all the photos. Like there is no upselling, nothing. You just get a hundred dollars and that's it. You have to get a lot of clients to make the amount of money that you need to leave. Right. Now, as you said, you're going to be constantly worried about like, how do I get my next client? I can't really pay attention to this client because now I have to get that other client. Now, let's say a photographer, they're charged $1,000 per family session. Yep. You only have to do one or two or three a month instead of 30, 35. So you can serve right. that client much better because you have right. the time, you have the headspace, and you have really the energy to like yeah. be a better person to that client. Yeah. If And if I, and just because you just said that, I think that's so much about business people focus so much on productivity and then they judge themselves whenever they're not being productive. But this isn't as much about productivity as much as it's about energy management. And when you're really starting to lean into intentional intentionality within your business, 
like you just said, the less clients you take, the more intentional you can be with them. Right. And so, um, you can, you could shoot, uh, to make a hundred K, you could shoot 50 weddings at $2,000 or you should, you could shoot 20 weddings at $5,000 where, who can you serve more? Who can you serve to a greater degree? And even bigger than that, not just client wise, who can you serve to a degree, greater degree, but how much more can you serve yourself in life? How much more can you give yourself time? How much more can you build a life outside of your business with 20 clients versus with 50 clients? And that's kind of, that's the shift there. So it's not about like, don't chase money. Totally. Money is a tool. Continuously grow that because it's a great benchmark for showing how, how much you really are, how much you really are serving people, right? Like if you're making $10,000 a wedding, you're not making $10,000 a wedding without really serving your client in a really incredible way, right? If you're making $1,000 a wedding, it's just evidence of how much you can grow in how, in, in serving your client, right? And that's, that's the choice everyone gets to make. It's not anything is right or wrong. It's just about, is it effective getting you to where it is that you want to be? So good. And earlier we talked about like how this really of serving people, you can't fake it. Yeah, It totally. comes to a point when you totally, people get to see through you. And I just went through like a very similar experience when like, uh, a person was just like really pretending to really care and give a lot. Mm -hmm. And then we got to a point when I'm like, but you're not like, I now, now yeah. I can truly see that this is just was a, a, a transaction based on money and yeah. not really an intentional transaction when the end goal was to like help others. Yeah, totally. And people can see through that. And, and that's when it comes down to like, either disappointment or people being frustrated with you or things like that. And as you said, self-awareness has to be really the key component here because if you lack self-awareness, you can see where you can improve. Yeah. And I, I think just because you just said that, I think this is a really important note to make because a lot of people, when I say work less, make more, a lot of people go, that's not possible. Like you're just going to work less and you're going to just make more money. And people immediately go to this very basic mentality of like, Oh, so if I work 10 hours, I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, that's not how it works. It can work to a degree for a lot of people, like depending on how, how much you want to stretch yourself and grow. And that completely has to do with how you serve people. However, um, uh, I think that's something that is important to note. Um, shoot, I'm losing my train of thought. What did you just say? We're talking about like people can see when you're not being oh, yeah. really intentional. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like that, that, um, and this is what I went through. I went through this, I built a business and it was kind of based on, it was totally based on service. However, it started to turn, turn into ego when the following started growing and the money started coming in and like I was traveling nonstop and like, I didn't have time for relationships. I'm making money and I'm serving my people. The amount of work and like going back to work, let's make more, the amount of work it takes to try and manage how people think of you, to be so focused and so worried about what people think of you and scared of whether people are judging you or not, or whatever the case is, the amount of work that that takes is so much compared to when you just show up and you're true to who you are and you serve people, it's effortless, right? Like it's, it comes down to like, can you trust yourself enough to truly show up for these people and really care about these people and really love these people? It's effortless to love people, right? It's effortful to try and put on a mask and try and not be true to who you are. And that's that thing that 
causes people's brains to constantly be in chaos because they're overthinking everything at that point. What do I post on Instagram and what do I, what, how do I market myself and how do I sell myself? And Oh my God, what if they, what if they don't buy me? What if they don't pay me what I think I'm worth? Like there's these constant chaos going on in your mind because you're overthinking things because you're so worried of what people think about you. That's the work that I'm talking about. Like when you can diminish all of that work and no longer have that work, you're free effortless you just float through life because you're like this is me and people love me for who i am and like i'm going to serve people in the way that i can serve people and now i can just grow and do whatever it is that i really want to do and be really intentional with the people that i do it for i love this conversation it's very deep very very philosophical and i really like it so So what what um again because it sounds quite simple right but something so simple could be also very difficult to because we have been conditioned just to think that you need to grind, you need to hustle, you need to work yeah. really hard, you know, no pain, no gain kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think that we're moving a little bit from that when it's like, again, you can be intentional, still work, yep. but have a more, what's the word that I'm looking for, holistic approach to business per se. Yeah, totally. So what kind of advice could you give to people that are just like getting into this or like questioning themselves? They're like, okay, I feel like I'm really putting a lot of energy into this. It's really draining me down. It has to be a better way. Yeah. What would be like the first step for them to take? First step, I would say, um, first step, the first step that really shifted me, the thing that really, um, and I would say that this, it led to a lot of um, a lot of introspection and a lot of um, a lot of difficult things came from this because it, I was already in this place where I was overwhelmingly um, kind of stuck in my ego and stuck in just like fear based. What are people going to think of me? I can't show up true to myself in the world. Like people don't really know me. They know the version of me that I put on Instagram. Um, the thing that really started to shift me is when I started to question everything, when I really started to question why. And I think going back to what you just said, like, it's incredibly simple, incredibly simple, like, almost unbelievably simple, but it can be difficult because of the fact that we've been conditioned. We haven't been taught and raised in a society in which we've been encouraged to be self-aware individuals. We've been mass educated, mass marketed to, mass sold to, and in turn, we have created this reality in our heads that isn't actual reality. And what I mean by that is, oh my gosh, like when I'm thinking of all these external factors of what people think of me, that's not actually reality. We're just assuming our minds are creating this. Our egos are creating these ideas in our heads that are constantly keeping us in this overthinking mentality. And so um, questioning everything. And I think the biggest, the biggest question of all would be why, like, why are you doing what you're doing? And not just why are you doing wedding photography or family photography or whatever, but bigger than that, why do you exist? Why are you waking up every single day? What is it that's pushing you through life? Because if, if you're waking up to go make enough money to pay your bills for another month, to survive another month on this planet, like you're probably not living in an immense amount of fulfillment. And I think that that's the key is when you take a route, when you take the route of service, which is, which is an ever growing, lifelong growing process of, of digging into yourself, right? That path of, of self-discovery or path of believing in yourself or path of knowing yourself or whatever, um, you, you really have to do some deep work of, of 
figuring out what is reality and what is not. And, um, and that can be the difficult thing to do, especially if you don't have support around you to help you through that, or if you don't know the tools and resources and, and that sort of thing. And, and that's where I think educators are, are so important in terms of are people teaching what to do or are they teaching why to do it? Mm, so so when, good. You, when you really start to dig into why you do what you do, it changes the entire perception of how you do it. Um, because why you do something is going to be very different than the reason why somebody else does it. I had, and it's crazy how life works. Uh, and this is just a little uh, back information for people that are listening to this. We planned this talk a month ago and it didn't happen. We had technical difficulties, so we couldn't do it. So fast forward to yesterday, I was listening. I'm obsessed with podcasts, as people can imagine. I was listening to this podcast with Jay Shetty and Deepak Chopra. And Deepak was talking about that he asked himself these four questions that I'm going to read every morning. And he's like, this is something that people should be doing every day. The important thing here is not asking the questions. The important thing here is like not being attached to an answer. You don't need to have the answer. Eventually, the answer is going to come to you. Because I feel like just asking like, oh, but why do I do this? It's a simple question, but it's a heavy one. It's yeah. one that is going to really make people overthink it, feel like they're not enough. They're like, oh, I don't have a really a good why. And that yeah. could create more stress. So the four questions that Deepak asked himself is like, who am I? What is my purpose? What do I want for me and the world? And what am I grateful for? And he says like, just a simple question as who am I? He's like, it took me years to even have like a decent thought about that question and the important thing is again not focus on the answer but just ask yourself and eventually the answer will come and I feel that sometimes when we're like thinking about marketing our business and all that and we're like oh we need to find our why that puts I mean it is a major part of your business it is like the base of your business but it also adds a lot of stress because also your why is going to shift with time and yep. it's going to change a little bit as you grew older and as your business grows and as like you mature, those things, those answers are not set in a stone. They're going to yep. change. And I think it's important to know that it's a journey. We're all here on this and it is not a right or wrong answer either. Totally. Totally. And, and I, 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 um, for a long time, I, kind of both and situation here this is a, this is kind of a big a big question to ask why why do you do why do you do what you do right um i do believe it changes over time to a degree however i do think that there is a core why and that core why um uh doesn't change or at least so far so far what i for myself that is like i figured out that there is a core why that doesn't change however a lot of people I think that they they get confused about about how to define their why, and they go read all these books, and even all the books that I've read from from Simon Sinek and and um, various people, especially in the spiritual world, I've realized like this is a this is a, a deeper spiritual thing that's that people talk about, and then it's bleeding into the business world because business is to a degree a, a spiritual practice when you're really digging in and digging into yourself, right? Um, your why lives at the intersection of your story. And what I mean by that is that your story, um, your story being um, 
and the way that I do this and the way that I teach this with people um, and, and the resources that I, I resource people with is um, how to dig into the biggest life-changing events that you've gone through in your life and figuring out what did you feel, what did you think, what did you believe about yourself before that circumstance, before that event that happened to you, and how did you shift after that? What happened before, what happened after? Um, that shift that you went through, that's the core of your why. And that's that thing that like, if you, if you can dig into those areas, which, which that's a whole nother process. And that's like a lot of people, when they come and work with me, they, they, they end up, um, they call it brand therapy. A lot of people call it brand therapy and, and it's, it wasn't my word. It, it took me a long time to even be able to own that. Cause I'm not a therapist. I'm not licensed or anything like that. Um, but I think therapists are people that we, we put this label on and we go, you're going to be a therapist because you've gotten this certification when really a therapist is just somebody who's willing to sit down and listen and mirror back to you what it is that you're going through. Because it's really difficult to figure out a why. It's really fig- hard to figure out who you are because we're so close to who we are. We're too close almost to figure those things out on our own um, because we again, overthinking, especially we're just going, wait, is this right? Is this wrong? Like what's real? What's not like we're constantly in this chaos spinning out. And so, um, that why though, when you dig into your story, when you really realize what is it that I've gone through and, and what did I learn going through that process? Our, our pain is just a, a, um, the pain that we face in life is just an opportunity to experience pleasure in a much greater degree. And we, you can't have light without the dark, right? We're always going to have pain and pleasure going in and out, in and out, arising and falling. Um, however, when we, when we actually take note and become aware of what it is that we've shifted through, what it is that we've become because of what we've gone through, that's that thing that we go, wait, hold on. I just shifted in this way. That's the thing that you're uniquely qualified to go and support people in. And so um, for anyone wondering how to define your why, that's a really great tool to, to dive into and, and explore. <laughs> yeah so yeah you're 100 percent right probably what i meant to say is like as you why would change as your self-awareness becomes oh. you know you become better at your self-awareness because yeah. that's when you can really discover you know where you're yeah. going right. i love how this you know like the title of this chat was like you know uh, how to stand out and i'm sure a lot of people shall be like it's gonna be like five actionable steps that i'm gonna take and i'm gonna just like rock it and then it's like there's very deep philosophical questions that we're having. But at the end of the day, it, that's, I mean, it is what it is. There is not like one easy answer. There is not just like, oh, go and do this. And this is how it's going to propel your business. Yeah. If I have found out something in the, actually in this year that I've been doing a lot of mindset and things like that, it's like, it's a lot of like brain work that you need to do. Like a lot of yeah. thinking, a lot of um, sitting with yourself and really you know, just being yeah. and allowing, you know, emotions and thoughts and all that to come to you and to, you know, help you, I mean, guide you or something like that. It's not an easy process at the end yeah. of the day. Totally. So it's just like, uh, you need to be vulnerable also. You need to be, yeah. feel okay with where you're going and what kind of discovery are you going to come with? Yeah. Vulnerability is so huge. Like that was the one thing that I, I was missing for a long time because um, when you're, when you're stuck in that mindset of, of perfectionism and people pleasing, and you're constantly worried of what people think about you, um, it's really kind of a, a trigger or a signal or an alarm blaring inside you going, hold on, like 
something's not right right now because you don't have to feel this way. And when you take the route of vulnerability and you just get real about who you are and you get real about the quirks and the uniqueness and the differences and the way that you see the world being completely different than other people, as difficult as that can be because of the judgment that people can have on certain people, um, feeling like they need to impress their beliefs on you or whatever the case is, that's, that's that vulnerability key. Um, and for me, when I, when I started to actually get vulnerable about who I am and what I was going through in life as well, because I was in a really, really dark time when I, when I came across all of this, it, it changes everything because it just, it lifts the weight off your shoulders and you just go, okay, like if these people aren't the people who are going to accept me for who I am, then they're just not the people who are worthy of being on this journey with me, unfortunately, um, not in an egotistical, narcissistic way, but just in a, in a self care way, in a way of going, I can't actually live up to my truest potential if I'm constantly being controlled and living up to the expectations of other people. Hmm, good. How could we use this? Because I feel like that's, that's quite personal. That's, I feel like that's great for like, you know, your personal circle, your environment. How could we translate that into business? Being a little bit like, you know, this is who I am. This is who I want to serve. And eventually, you know, the people that don't match with this belief are not going to be a great fit for my, for me, for my business. Yeah. Um, so, so fit what part of this? Just, you know, the whole, because this, I mean, I'm just going deeper here into yeah. like a whole. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I feel, I feel like I, I'm, I'm one of these people that I'm quite private. I don't put much of my life out there other than what I want people to see. And I'm 100% okay with that. I get even sometimes very turned off by people that are extremely, extremely vulnerable with like personal stuff in their business. Yeah. I feel like, mm, I didn't know, I didn't want to hear this. Like, I didn't want this. And that is just like my personal approach. I'm not saying that is yeah. wrong. I'm not saying that is bad. But I feel sometimes that it's still within business, like we need to have maybe a little bit of a structure. Like I feel, yeah. and I could be completely wrong, that even though it might help somebody, like if you show up as a photographer and you are being a hot mess because you're having a rough month, yeah. That might not be the best approach at the end of the day. It might help you right yeah. here, right now, but at the end of the day, it might be like, I don't know. No. I don't know. Am I being, am I being no, clear no, no, what no, I'm no, trying yeah, to yeah, say? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, totally, I totally get where you're going. Um, I, I, these aren't my words. I wish they were because they were just so, so simple yet so profound um, when, I heard, when I heard them. Um, however, when I, when, and I think this speaks to what you're, what you're getting at is there is a difference when you're sharing yourself with the world there's a difference between sharing your, your open wounds versus sharing your scars. And I think that that's the thing that, that um, is so critical when it comes to discernment, because when you, when you share your open wounds, your open wounds are bloody, they're pussy, they're gross, they're nasty. And, and when you share those, just like you just said, like people feel it and they go, Oh, this is heavy. I don't, this isn't good. Right. This doesn't, this, and if anything, I would say it's a dis it's a disservice to people when you share your open wounds because your open wounds make people feel heavier and you don't want to make people feel heavier. There is no service in making people feel heavier. And so when you share your scars, though, when you share the things that you've processed through, when the things that you have overcome, um, and, and I would even say that there's the way that I personally think of this, and this is just because I, I went through this myself. Um, and this is going to be different for everybody. There is, um, 
this is so gross of an analogy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that there's even there's even a a side of this that like you can kind of share the scab a little bit, right? And what I mean, what I mean by that what I mean by that is is like when I was in my lowest point, when I was in I was I was just um, in in when I hit rock bottom, it was it was as if I was. Um, the, the only way I've ever been able to explain it is almost feeling like I was just in an abyss of black, abyss of darkness floating. So not pretty much you're in a space where you can help anybody. Right. I, I couldn't hold, I was not grounded to anything and I was just floating with no direction whatsoever. Um, for me, it was opening up in a public way. And I did this, I think on Instagram was the first time I ever did this. Um, and that's really because that's the only community I had to do this in at the time. I opened up and I finally started to talk about my depression, not in a way of going like, Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so dark and I'm so depressed and or anything like that. But just telling people like, I just want to be real about who I am and what I'm going through. So if you don't see me posting, if you don't see me interacting, this is why it's I'm, I'm starting to do a lot of inner work with myself because I'm going through this thing. For me, that was, um, that was almost like the start of a scab. Like I was starting to process through what I was going through. And so I could share just a little piece in a really, really broad way. Right. Um, so I think that there's power in that. However, when you just come out and you're just like, I'm really depressed today and I'm just going to open up and like show you me crying on a Facebook live and talk about like how, what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, it doesn't serve anybody. And so when you really stick to your scars and maybe starting to share with your scabs just a little bit, if that's, if that's what you feel like serves you, like that can be a way, but I also, I feel like the scabs or the the open wounds, those are best shared to people that you immensely trust, to people that aren't just a bunch of strangers online because they're not going to understand it. They don't even know you. So why why open up those areas of your life, right? Um, but when you sh- when you talk about the transformations you've gone through, when you talk about the scars that you've healed through, those are the things that truly serve people because then people go, oh, I connect with you. I've been through that as well, or I'm in that right now. How did you get out of it? How can I get out of it? Can you help me? Now you have an opportunity to serve people in a really, really incredible way. Um, you can't do that though when you're still just out there floating and you don't have anything to hold on to. There you go. That's the good like share this car and now the open wind. Yeah. That's that's a good analogy <laughs> without this cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I mean this has been a, a, a deep conversation. I think it's been like one of like the most like philosophical, deep conversation that I ever had on the podcast. So thank you for uh sharing with us i think that is also important in business sometimes we just have to like sit back and listen it's not only just like marketing strategies tips facebook ads show up you know like sometimes we just need to like dive a little bit deeper and again if if you whoever is listening to this uh wants to just take one thing here i would say self-awareness Work on your self-awareness. And if you're going to be like, ah, I'm fine, then maybe you do need to work on that self-awareness because we all, I mean, that's inner work. We all need it at some point. Actually, throughout our whole lives, we all need to work in ourselves. Yeah. So what is a piece of advice that you can give us? I mean, you have shared so much, but like if you have to narrow it down to one piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. That's big. (laughs) <laughs> one piece of advice um um well i i guess just to recap really fast why do you do what you do tell your story be vulnerable 
those are probably the biggest things I would say. Um, I think other than that, uh, I would say biggest piece of advice would be just focus on who you are and not as much on what you do. Um, what we do is so huge and so important and it's our art and it's something that we need to get good at. I was, when I was first starting out, I went to a conference and somebody said, you don't have to be a great photographer in order to build a great business. And it just ripped my soul out because I was just like, I, I understand that is true. However, that, that's the approach. That's the money approach. That's the approach of, I don't really want to serve people to the greatest degree because I think that there's something so powerful about creating art and to create art, you need to get better at your craft, at your skill, at your tool, right? Um, however, the the path that I've found and the path that I coach a lot of people through is when you actually discover who you are, your work changes because you start to put yourself into your work more than just knowing the technicality of photography and lighting. And I know how to set up speed lights or I know how to, you know, do whatever. I know natural light. Like it's um, it's it's so much more you within your work. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people miss when they come into the industry is that they, they pick up a camera, they learn photography, they go to the workshops, they do the thing, but then they're just like, hold up, everyone else can do this as well. And the thing that, that, uh, I found for even for a lot of the clients who come to me that whenever I'm asking them, like, why'd you, why'd you choose me? Why are you coming to me out of everybody? They're, they're constantly pointing to the fact that they see that I'm saying something behind my work. And I think that that's the thing that changes your work. That's the thing that makes your work so unique is, are you saying something behind it or are you just showing up and shooting what's there? And so to wrap that in a bow, focus on who you are more, far more than you do on what you do. Mm, good. So many good things to really think about. You know, this weather in South Florida today is perfect for this conversation because it's like rainy, it's moody. Yeah, it is here too. It is here too. <laughs> I love it. So, what? Uh, I, I mean, we're going to be wrapping this up soon, but like for the people that are watching us live, if you have any questions, I know there is a delay. So, like, I have a couple of questions here to go through. So, but if you have questions or comments, just feel free to post them and, you know, we'll try to get to them. Um, what are you loving right now? Doesn't have to be business related. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. Mm. What am I loving right now? Um, there's a few things I feel like. One, I've, I've been in a season of realizing how, um, how reactive I've been throughout my life. Um, and how that reaction comes from fear and, and all of the things that falls into that survival mindset. Um, uh, I've been learning how to be far more responsive and, um, and response able, uh, in that, right? Like just in, in how, in everything, whether it's with business, with personal, whether, whatever it is. And so it's, I've been in this place of just stepping back and, um, feeling, feeling so much less like I have to say something all the time and more of just watching and more of just like listening and more of just observing what's happening around me without any judgment, without any, like, I need to change that or I need to say something here or I need to alter this or whatever. That's something that that's, that's been really prevalent in my life and it's brought a lot of happiness lately. Um, on top of that, uh, I mean, really small personal, like, I was in LA. We just went to Disney. I love Disney. My wife and I are huge into Christmas and not, not for Christmas itself, but just the holidays. And so we went down there to kind of get some holiday cheer and Disney just 
they blow away Christmas. It's so crazy. I'm like, what, what is this? This is so, this is the epitome of Christmas. Um, uh, so that's been really good. Just, just being in this season of just, it's, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna be vulnerable and share with all of you my secret, which is I dislike Disney. <laughs> hey, that's totally cool. That's totally cool. For me, when I lived in Florida, it was like my only getaway in Florida. Like that was like the place that we went to like go escape and like leave the world that we lived in. And so I, yeah. I lost half of my half of my downloads for this podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. People are like, what? You're crazy. We have Claudia here. She has a question. She says, what is therapy branding? It was mentioned briefly before we before, but I missed it. Yeah. Branding brand therapy is is um is it's a fancy way of saying business coaching. Like it is um and I think that that's that's the that's the thing for me. I growing up in the industry, I um it's incredible how much educational opportunities there are so many so abundant like when i first started when i was 16 there was nothing it was like you were in flicker on forums throwing work out there seeing if somebody would give opinion and seeing like how you felt about that opinion and how you change your work right now we have so much opportunity for education um uh but i think a lot of education and and this is even something i personally went through and i did this for a long time most education teaches you what to do and that mentality of what to do um, is it speaks to the, the analytical side of our minds in which we go, ah, let's follow that formula and we'll find success. But like we talked about, there is no formula to success. Um, for me, if there was one piece of advice I would tell people is that self-awareness is really how you find success because most people are in this industry going, oh, I'm going to shoot weddings for the next 20 years so that I can be, so that I can have freedom. But freedom's available right now. It's just about can you work through all the, all the chaos in your mind in order to get there? Um, rather than teaching people what to do, a lot of what I do in the brand therapy world is just reflecting back to them, helping them see themselves, helping them become aware of themselves. Because I don't, I believe information is powerful, but I believe transformation is so much more powerful. And that transformation doesn't come by knowing more and doing more, but it's about being more. And I don't mean like being more as if you're not enough. It's about being more as in being present, being still, like slowing down, actually seeing who you are and being able to fall in love with who you are um, so that you can bring that up to the world. Because if you don't really like yourself, it's really hard to build a business around yourself and then you're in the rat race. So in short, brand therapy is really just reflecting back, being a mirror for for my one-on-one clients and just kind of coaching them through how to take what they're doing and be really effective going forward in getting the results that they want rather than just going follow the strategy and follow that formula and wish for the best and continue to hustle your butt off until until you you're broken mm, good so where can people find you um facebook group is a great place um work less make more facebook group um, i'm gonna link that to both these comments here on the facebook live and on the notes for the podcast um, at Robert J Hill on Instagram. Um, I, I think it's facebook.com slash Robert J Hill. I think it's just Robert J Hill across the board. You'll find me, um, Robert J Hill.com, uh, education wise, education.robertjhill.com. Um, I have a book that's free to download or you can buy it on Amazon if you feel like spending 10 bucks. Uh, but you can, uh, you can go read my book. That's a great kind of resource to kind of get your feet wet in, in all of this stuff. I didn't <laughs> um, know you had a book. That's good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of a fun book. It's um, 
uh, I wrote it a couple years ago and it was, uh, it's, it's a 50, 50 part photography, part business book. Um, and so it's all about, it's called poser and it's all about, don't be a poser, be a director. And I mean that in twofold, don't be a poser when you show up and work with people, be a director and how you're leading people on a shoot, but then also don't be a poser in business. Don't act like you fake it till you make it. Don't fall into that trap. Like really take the, take the time to do the work, to figure out who you are and be intentional with, with what you do in order to, to find the success that you want. So um, I give away my whole posing process in it and, and kind of correlate it to, to business and how the personal world and the business world are really just one and the same. Ah, so good. And guys, for all of you that are listening to this podcast, watching this uh, all the way to the end, thank you so much for being here. I know perhaps you show up to this uh, episode wanting something different, but I can guarantee you what Robert shared with all of us today is super powerful. Sit through it, listen to it again. It's really, really good doing the inner work. And I'm just because we're in this topic i'm just gonna like suggest a couple of things that i have been really helpful for me and that you know check them out which yeah. is a podcast with jay shetty on purpose one of my favorite podcasts so good great interviews a lot of you know inner work and things like that so that's super good and i am being obsessing with wim hof and if you don't know who <laughs> wim hof the Iceman, is you need to go check it out i'm all about the eyes and yeah. Just go and do some meditation. <laughs> yeah, I love Wim Hof. I was just I was just sitting at this spa in Portland the other day, and they had this cold plunge. It was so cold, and I was just sitting there and just like I'm Wim Hof right now. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wim Hof, and listen, it, it's all about changing your brain, change your perspective, be present. This is what it comes down to: be present, right yep. here, right now. Yep. Awesome. Robert, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. It was fantastic. And once again, all of you that are listening, I will highly appreciate if you leave a review for the podcast that helps, you know, more people find about it, create a better community for all of us. And once again, thank you for watching and listening. See you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.